Hello, whoever you are. Thank you for taking time to literally just listen to a little bit of what I can share with the world. I'm still getting the hang of all of this, so I appreciate all of your patience. If you've listened to previous podcasts, thank you for bearing with the quality. Um, it's been hard during these COVID restrictions and not the best time to start it, but it's the reality of the matter, and so I appreciate everybody's patience. So thank you if you've listened before, and if this is your first one, thank you so much for taking the time out. The first eight minutes of this is going to be uh, a little quiet on James's end, and I apologize about that. But uh, after those eight and a half minutes, we do fix the audio, and the rest of it should be okay. Thank you for taking the time to listen today, and thank you for your support in any way possible, even just if it means one listen. Hope you guys have a great day, afternoon, evening, night. Be well. Alright, uh, I just gotta change the name here. I was gonna stream it, that's why I was hoping. I don't know how to do all the computerized stuff, I'm really bad with it. Dude, me too. Yeah, I have it set up on my uh, computer, and then what ended up happening was uh, z- through the Zoom app, I can stream it through out into uh, Twitch. Oh, okay. So it gives me that option. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I got it all set on this end. We're looking good. Live and streaming. Fuck yes. Hello. <laughs> What's going on? Not much. Just excited about being alive and stuff. Got a little sunburn. Got a little sunburned uh, yesterday. Uh, you can tell it's kind of red. Kind of hard to tell over the internet, but yeah. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a real quick heads up. My girlfriend's usually here. Uh, she just helps me keep track of shit. Hey, welcome. How you doing? Hi, good. And you? also make sure that, you know, I, I'm not saying stupid shit. <laughs> I just got to keep you on track. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. Um, I'm excited to get into this in just one quick moment. There's a traditional thing that I do right before we start. Pass me that bong for you. Got that traditional bong hit right before we start. I haven't failed yet, so. There you go, man. That's great. Oh, yeah. Let us begin this nice little conversation about being alive, being sad, and all this good stuff. So just real quick before we get started, um, I would like for you to just do a little intro for yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, my name is James Martin, and I'm a Twitch streamer. I just started doing that last year around July, so it's been about a year. Um, Basically done a lot of different things. You know, the one thing I do invite people to do is come into my stream, which is Papa Dartman, underscore, spell out the word one. Mm -hmm. And I love talking about everything. Um, I'm also a ex-casino dealer, so I, I do like talking about that. That's one thing that's one of my favorite things I'm talking about. I don't know okay. why. There's a lot of interesting customers that I've dealt uh, with, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you get to, it's like a bartender. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so you, you talk about the stories, and unfortunately, you see the bad part. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you guys are with that. Uh, I've got a child who's, uh, unfortunately, has muscular dystrophy, uh, born with it, so he is a full-time job. Mm-hmm. So, How old is right. your son? 
He's 13. 13, that's right. Okay. Wonderful. All right, well, I like, to, I like to always start off with uh, just getting right down to the nitty-gritty. I don't really beat around the bush. Um, but before I do, uh, where is your bike at? My mic is actually below my face. Okay, okay. Uh, it's kind of right here. But... Okay, you were just a little quiet. Okay. So I wasn't sure if you, if you could pull it up just a tiny bit. Yeah, of course, of course. All right, is that a little bit better? Oh, that is much better. Yeah, because okay. I mean, when when I hear your voice, I want to be able to cry at your voice. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I need to probably turn it up a little bit. Just give me a second. Got sure a thing. Here. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm one of the worst when it comes to all this technology. I can yeah. pick up a, a nice round sound, but that's about as far as I can go. <laughs> yeah. All right, there we go. Hopefully that's mm -hmm. a little bit better. It is. Awesome. I appreciate it. All yeah, right, we're about to dive right in here. Um, uh, very, very first thing I was going to always ask and actually call the, I was going to title the podcast. This is, uh, so have you ever thought about killing yourself? Yeah, actually I have, uh, many times. All right. Mm -hmm. It's all over. We're done. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's back up. Exactly. No, uh, <laughs> course, no, I mean, uh, honestly a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the story right there. Um, of course, I think mm -hmm. just about everybody in this world has at least thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, some more than others, and believe it or not, I have spent a couple of stints in hospital. Mm -hmm. Where uh, luckily I was in the right state of mind to know mm -hmm. that I needed help. That's so, good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've spent uh, two stints, about a week apart, or not mm -hmm. apart, but a week in length at both times, uh, and I, I was able to get the medication I needed. So, That's good. Yeah, going forward, I mean, this was several years ago now, but going forward, I haven't had any major problems. Hell yeah. Uh, do you mind telling me about any one of those visits or uh, maybe just about the overall underlying depression that was there when you were going through that? Um, I've been a type 1 diabetic my whole life. Um, and with that, I've always had that why me kind of got, you know, God, why mm -hmm. me? Uh, I've never been a religious guy, actually. I don't even consider myself religious. Um, I don't really care for organized religion. Um, however, I, I have always questioned you know, why me, if there is a God, why me? And then now with my son being born with muscular dystrophy, I always question it. He's such a good kid. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. um, and that's always been kind of on my mind my whole life. Um, and so I, you know, I've always considered that as the main question. And mm -hmm. how, how should I say this? Because of that, I just always thought there's nothing better mm -hmm. you know if god would do this to me then why would my life be any better mm -hmm. so but i realized i had more responsibility i can't rely on another force outside my world mm -hmm. to interact with me and also focus on getting myself better you know, totally so yeah I, um, I i once realized mm -hmm. like okay this is a song um by Chris Young, the man I want want to be, and he's kind of like talking to God as, you know, make me a better, stronger man, mm -hmm. you know, so I can be the, the husband or the man for my girlfriend and wife. Well, I quickly realized I can't rely on someone else to do it. I gotta take the reins and fix this. Mm -hmm. Totally. I got responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of after I went to the hospital the first time, I realized you know what, this is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know. I looked at myself as how to fix it. 
Mm-hmm. I hope that makes sense. It does, absolutely. Uh, I have a quick question, um, yeah. just real quick about the settings again. Your voice went down a little bit while we were talking, so I think if I could just ask you to uh, go back to your settings where we were when, when you figured out your headset, and I think you just got to double-check the mic that make sure that it, uh, it's set to that mic as well, because it might be to your computer mic. <laughs> oh, you know what it is. It is. <laughs> uh, there we go. There we go. All right, all right. Sorry about that. Is that much better now? Yeah, no, it's pretty loud. If, yeah, if you want to turn it down a little. <laughs> yeah, I'll pull this away a little bit. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I, I did. I really didn't want to interrupt that story because I was really listening, but I was trying hard to uh, hear everything clearly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, this is all you're new, totally like fine. I said. Yeah, you're totally fine. I mean, I can still hear it, and I'm going to make it uh, uh, easy to hear. Plus, we're probably going to touch back on those things in a little bit. Sure, anyway. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, so just real quick, uh, did you did you ever experience some, any of these like uh, sad, depressing thoughts when you were younger? Or has this been like a more of a recent thing that's kind of spiked recently or what? Since I was 12. Okay. You know, there is, as a kid, I guess I never really thought about it that much, um, mainly because, I mean, my biggest thing was playing sports and playing mm-hmm. video games, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't really have any pressures, but then I did become diabetic. I was di- diagnosed with diabetes at the age of 12. Okay. And of course, those things we talked about earlier about mm-hmm. why me it's really crept in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't too bad because I was structured. I had a lot to, uh, to do. Mm-hmm. I was, even though I'm, I'm like almost 250 pounds, I'm, I'm, I've lost about uh, 30, 30 pounds. So I'm 250 right now, but I yeah. used to be 285 just this last year. Um, I used to be a pretty good athlete in high school and middle school, baseball, football. Mm-hmm. Hell, I was a great bowler for, for many years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was actually a, oh, yeah. a, an athlete. And even oh. though I was somewhat bigger in, in school, but I was pretty coordinated, believe it or not. So mm-hmm. I was always structured, I had things to do. Mm-hmm. But after I got a little older, man, those those uh, thoughts came creeping in. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of walk me through one of those like kind of dark times that you either like really really got into that heavy like ideation and like even like ways of how you might have attempted it um i've never really talked or thought about how i would do it that wasn't really uh something i was too concerned about Uh i mean there was i guess you know i could just run a car into a wall or something like that if i really Uh you know wanted to but um there's always those thoughts i started thinking to myself you know my wife and my son could do so much better Mm-hmm. If I wasn't around, man, those guys, the sky's the limit. My wife mm-hmm. could find another job, another husband that could take better care of him mm-hmm. or take care of her. Because I've also, because of my depression, I've fought with uh, jobs. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really haven't focused on, um, with health issues, along with the diabetes. Sometimes that's held me back and like I'd go get hospitalized and that would I'd be busting my butt to get a promotion Mm-hmm. because I missed a couple of days of work, man. They always looked at me and said, um, you know what? I think we just need someone a little more reliable. Even though I busted my ass and they thought I was a good mm-hmm. fit, I always was looked over on a lot mm-hmm. of positions because of health issues. So I always would consider like, man, I just, there's nothing to work for. You know, mm-hmm. something's going to hold me back. If it's not me, it's my health. Totally. And so I would always consider, you know, this, this things would be so much easier if I wasn't around. Mm-hmm. So, and those were where I really started focusing on, like, yeah, I think it'd be better if I'm not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah, uh, that's kind of the, in, the the ends of it right there. Mm -hmm. um, did you have these things like uh, as a child too, and like were they just uh, kind of just inherently always like kind of popping in here and there in your life? You know, if, I think everybody, even as kids, think about mm -hmm. what it would be like if they weren't around. Mm -hmm. um, they weren't as like, I guess, uh, I wouldn't consider them be strong thoughts when I was a kid, mm -hmm. but certainly as an adult, young adult, mm -hmm. I think uh, once I got to be about 21, 22 years old, that's mm -hmm. when they really started hitting home. Uh, and then, of course, I would, I did get on medication, I'd say when I was about 24, 25 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Prozac. I don't even remember. It's mm -hmm. been 15, 16 years now. How did you feel um, when you were on that? Because that shit, I had, I think it was Prozac that I that I had. But yeah, I, I you just feel like fucking in a haze, I feel like. I didn't really have anything like that. It actually helped me out quite a bit. Okay. Um, however, I would think I'm getting better and get off of it. Mm -hmm. Not realizing that it's it's a continued effort that you need to keep yourself better. Totally. You know, so I'd go a few months without having any thoughts, and mm -hmm. then uh, I would slowly kind of get off it, forget my medication, and then for a few months I'd feel fine. So I thought the medications, I don't need it no more. But then slowly those thoughts come back and start mm -hmm. considering suicide again, and then it's just a repeat cycle. So I'd have to get back on it and just, mm -hmm. but now I'm on it full time. I realized that as a middle aged guy, a little smarter than I was when I was 20 something. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad yeah. you have your shit all under control. And stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Cause you were also, I remember when we were talking um, after like some games and stuff, we were kind of just uh, chatting and talking about stuff. Um, you were mentioning stuff about like uh, your son and just like how hard it's been for you, just like having to take care of that, how that's really like taking the toll on. Like the family in a way and like again i, I gotta give you a shit ton of credit here because dude that is a shit ton of work and i literally cannot imagine being in the same position let alone like handling it anywhere near as like composed as you probably might have because i I'd, I'd be falling apart pretty fucking fast dude it's tough it is tough um and it's a full-time job just to take care of disability um my son is in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. uh, he wears diapers because of it. Um, unfortunately, he doesn't. He's got continence problems. He doesn't really tell us when he's got to go to the bathroom. It's like mm -hmm. right when he's got to go is when he tells us. So mm -hmm. we don't have the time to get him out of his wheelchair into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And he's already done his business, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So that's something we have to continue uh, struggling with, cleaning him up. Um, we just think that uh, we just ended up getting a. Um, a Hoyer lift so I'm able to get him in and out of the shower much easier it used uh, to be um, he had a, a bad fall an accident back February of last year mm -hmm. um, we just now here this is uh, July just early March we just got him a handicapped uh, portable himself an actual uh, motorized wheelchair it's a personalized mm -hmm. wheelchair he's been in a like a portable one where we just kind of push him mm -hmm. So we've, he's been dealing with, we've been dealing with uh, getting all the equipment up until March yeah. of this year to get him taken care of. Mm -hmm. So everything's been uh, like kind of makeshift. We had to put a, a quick bathroom in the basement mm -hmm. for him. Our house is very set up different. We, mm -hmm. Our basement is where our 
garage is. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we can't get him upstairs. Mm -hmm. He's been living in the basement. Mm -hmm. So it's been a, a tough, tough year for him and my, my wife and I. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you just got to, you know, the thing is you just got to roll with the punches. Totally. My son, man, I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to take care of him no matter what it takes. Absolutely. So. And I mean, to be absolutely honest, just like seeing the way and like hearing the way you're like dealing with this shit, like, I'm sorry, but like, he's literally made from you. Like, yeah, exactly. He's such a fucking tough dude. He is. He is. He I'm is. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could put up with what he's went through. Mm -hmm. this, this child uh, from, okay. And here's what's even worse. Um, but I was just telling you, we just got him a, a wheelchair mm -hmm. uh, that was portable. That was for him. Mm -hmm. Now, they took back. It was There was a portable wheelchair that we used. That we could take it apart, put it in the, the car, and we just transfer him with a, a wood board mm -hmm. back and forth with the car in a wheelchair. Well, with him, they took the wheelchair that was portable because mm -hmm. it was a loaner. Mm -hmm. They gave us this, uh, you know, full-size electric wheelchair. He was stuck at home since March until just this last month when luckily a, uh, a wheelchair or a uh, wheelchair band was donated to us. Yeah. So for about three months, he wasn't able to leave the house. We had no way to take him to a doctor's appointment if we needed to. Yeah. It, it was, he was stuck at home. The only time he could get out of the house was when we get him in his wheelchair and we take him outside into the yard. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, there was no way to transport him anywhere. Yeah. So that was a very tough spot for him. And having to see him do that, you know, go through that for three months. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Man. But he handled it in strides. He handled it better than I would have. Mm -hmm. I'd have been depressed every day. That kid, he's resilient. Mm -hmm. I'm so How proud of him. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't consider it that <laughs> it's, it's me. That it's him. Everything you about your son is like what you're fucking already doing. So I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's I okay. Really argue that. I guess I just don't realize it, but because yeah. I've been dealing with it for a while, and, and mm -hmm. this, you you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Hell yeah, man! I'm very proud to hear that. Um. So what 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 are you doing for job right now? Is is are you just full time streaming? <sighs> um. No. I, I wish that that's my goal. Um. Mm -hmm. I don't ever see that probably happening, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, right now, because of COVID, there was a couple things. Was I was a dealer up until last year, and mm -hmm. I actually had some health issues again, and I lost my job. Mm -hmm. um, a couple different ones. Well, the one was with my son, with because he got hurt around the same time. My FMLA mm -hmm. ran out. Went to a different casino position, and I ended up having uh, kind of a heart surgery. I had some uh, stents put in. Well, I was in my the uh, probationary period mm -hmm. lost my job during that time because I had just started that job. Yeah. So unfortunately I said, okay, we just, you know, we just can't deal with this. If you're going to have issues. So now I'm working for a local pizza store, mm -hmm. uh, part-time, you know, we're just doing what we can to get by until things Absolutely. get better. Mm -hmm. And I've only been doing that a few months now, but they're I'm work, trying to work into a management position. Mm -hmm. So maybe get some full-time positions. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, man, dude. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty much more or less in the same boat as you with the whole COVID thing, because um, I mean, like, we don't know if we're gonna go back to work. And I was working in food. I was a waiter for a while, and like, just considering that that kind of like job itself is taking an impact, and like, I don't really have experience with anything else. But like, at the same time, like, I know a lot about uh, my, my my personality. Fortunately, I'm right. going as fuck, and like my mom's like fucking clear example 
is one of my favorite tattoos. So it just says mother. Nice. Yeah, nice. It's, it's, I like it. But yeah, it's just it, it's just one of those things I will always remember. Like this is like literally my streak when I flex. Like it's my mom right there flexing for me too. Absolutely, um, man. But yeah, man. Like I know I'll be able to do pretty much anything that I kind of end up doing. So uh, one of my goals, like with the whole trying to like stream right now and uh, do this podcast, is basically because uh, uh, I don't know where I'm gonna be with a job. So like it, part of that is for like myself, but I'm okay with like my savings right now to be able to get by without a job. Uh, I was rather fortunate that uh, my mom ended up leaving the house and the house was like half her property and half my aunt's and mm. my aunt just sold the house. So I didn't realize that I was getting any money out of the house, but I just got like some money from that house. And I was oh, nice, buy, nice. Yeah, so I was able to buy a new bike and like, I was, I'm honestly super fortunate. Like, it, and, and if that hadn't happened and like I talked this uh, I talked about this with my girlfriend the other night too and actually quite a few times it's just that we're pretty fucking lucky like not just not not even just like the fact that we're able to just get by but like the fact that we're like smart enough to like know what to do about like this pandemic that's really literally affecting all of us and then moreover than that like how that's like led into like a bit of like our own sadness and like dealing with it like depression and like a bunch of other like political uh, racist garbage <laughs> but, yeah yeah but you know what i mean like it, it's just like a weird time to be alive let alone like be in a rough spot because i like for the minute it started too like i like people offered to try to help me and like donate money and stuff but i'm just like like i'm okay like i'm fortunate but like the fact that other people because so many of us are fucked like need more like like need money i want to allocate my resources to be able to help all the way that i can in this world right absolutely it has become now like this podcast which like all the ones that i've done so far have honestly been so fucking fulfilling and enlightening and just it, it it brings nothing but happiness to me to be able to share sad shit because like this is just what i do man this is what i'm so fucking good at doing Absolutely. And I think it gives us some kind of self-worth knowing that if one person gets a chance to sit down and listen to our podcast or, or your podcast or come into my stream and I affect them positively, mm-hmm. then maybe it saves their life. Maybe it doesn't, but at least it gave them a chance. Yeah. Because I mean, honestly, just if I can say something like absolutely dumb, like we're going to even believe that. And it stops you from being sad for like that weird, like one second where you're like, exactly. What is this guy saying? It's pretty pretty successful to me. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, and it's also because like I, I feel like looking back on like my sad shit, like literally all these like random little things that have like pulled me out of that have been like pretty stupid and like random shit. Like I, I, I it'll it'll catch me so off guard that I'm not sure what's actually happening, but it makes me forget about this perpetual like sad cycle that I was in. Oh, absolutely um, yeah of course but yeah so yeah like a lot of what i want to do is raise money also like i want to almost do like when i'm doing a, a podcast live stream podcast it, i will all donations that are open from that are going to be pretty much allocated to like some some fun for mental health as well oh, i love it man yeah hey, you know have you ever cool. thought about doing a charity stream at all I've not, but I will probably end up doing it sometime soon now. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm an open book when it comes to that, man. So mm-hmm. if you want to do a charity stream mm-hmm. uh, for your cause, hey, I'll I'll join you. I'll, I'll play some games with you. Whatever mm-hmm. we gotta do. That sounds fun. We could. I'd do be like happy a, to. 
we could do like some games before uh, I do a podcast and just maybe do like a little raid and we could have that going as well. Yeah, absolutely. That'd yeah, awesome. I think it'd be a great idea. So, if, you know, whatever money you and I make, we can put every whatever charity you want it to go to. Let's do that. I think that'd be fun. That sounds super awesome. And like I said, these are all just like little ideas at the moment, but I, I know they're going to come to fruition as well because, I mean, like this whole thing for me was like hard to get off the ground. I just, I didn't feel like, why the fuck should I be the one to start a podcast, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, so, I agree. What's so special about me? Like, I'm literally just another dumb dude that talks about sex shit all the time. Yeah, but at yeah. at the same time, I have noticed that like my impact is also pretty decent with people like, I know, I mean, I'm pretty empathetic too, and I know how to like talk to people and try to like make conversations a little bit easier, especially when they're like heavy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I got the dark humor on my side. <laughs> I think sometimes that dark humor is what keeps people going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it makes people relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got, you got any other uh, little stories you want to add in here? uh nothing specific i i had a bunch of them earlier today uh but now i can't think of any of them i should have wrote them all down no you're totally fine uh, man. i have another question yeah of um, course so walk me through kind of like your uh your kind of since you said like these kinds of things started around 12 years old and yeah. like that's kind of like you're going into like uh what is that like probably like junior high and yeah, like, yeah. Your, and you said your junior high high school life was pretty much all sports and video games yeah um what like where were you at like right after high school since like and in high school because like that's such a weird developmental stage for you sure uh, as a human being so walk me through that if you could um when i out of high school i I did go to one year like a trade school i wanted to become a mechanic and Mm -hmm. i quickly realized that wasn't what i wanted to do with my life (laughs) so i did yeah because i i actually it was a good living i've always Mm -hmm. heard mechanics was a good living so i thought well you know what i could probably do it Mm-hmm. but it wasn't a passion of mine so mm-hmm. i didn't really think i'd enjoy it i just it was what was a lot of my friends were into cars they were also racers and they liked to go to the, the racetrack and, and and drive there okay. uh, so i kind of tried to follow i should say mm-hmm. i wasn't a leader i was a follower at that time so mm-hmm. went to school for that about a year and I'm just i'm just not enjoying it i don't really know what i'm doing mm-hmm. so but after that i ended up taking a job um at gateway computer mm-hmm. company so yeah, i was yeah. actually in production uh for a couple of years and went into customer service there until they had a massive layoff oh shit um and that it was right when i think computers started to become pretty popular in the household mm-hmm. so this was like 2000 i started in 99 so i i was laid off in 2003 okay. so there was a lot of people buying computers and already had them and mm-hmm. so there was kind of a lull in it it wasn't mm-hmm. all that popular anymore yeah. Now they're so affordable that it's they're, they're disposable anymore. So five hundred dollars, <laughs> you can get yourself a, a new PC, yeah. and it performs pretty well. Back mm-hmm. then, it was like fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars to buy totally. a brand new computer. I remember that. So people couldn't afford to do it every day. So, mm-hmm. but after that, um, kind of just a bunch of different jobs. You know, I mm-hmm. almost five six years at a job and do something different. So. Mm-hmm uh where were you mentally with that like where where were you with like uh your sadness and or life and like personal relations and or family maybe like i don't know uh family it um i well that was another thing too is like when i was in high school i was always shy so i never had any girlfriends or anything like that but Mm -hmm. um 
I finally, I was lucky enough to find the wife that I've had, I've been with since I was 2000, 2002. I've been with her since 2002. Ooh, congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. And super proud of that relationship and uh, how hard we both work together. Um, another, with, with that, I've always been pretty level-headed with our relationship and I've never been unhappy with my family. And that's, my family has never really caused me grief that I've always wanted to kill myself. It was always my doing. I wanted to, you know, I'd always want to kill myself because I was unhappy totally. with myself. It wasn't because I was unhappy with my wife or my child yeah. or my mom and dad. I never felt any additional pressure with my mom and dad. They were always supportive no matter what I did. Do you have any siblings? Uh, I have one, or one brother who's okay. about a year and a half younger than me. Okay. And I, there was always some jealousy with that because with him, he was always jealous of me and I was always jealous of him because he was the one that had the relationship in high school, middle school mm -hmm. and out of high school. Mm -hmm. um, but he was always uh, impressed with how I could pick something up and learn it really quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, I played guitar when I was a kid. I was mm -hmm. a natural, most of sports that I played with. Oh, and here yeah. he's struggling how to, you know, he, he's the bowl with me on my league. You know, here I'm throwing like 200 averages and he's at, you know, 105, 110 average. <laughs> and he didn't bowl in the same amount of time as I have. Yeah. So it was something I was just, but I worked for it. He didn't realize mm -hmm. how hard I practiced. Mm -hmm. So, so there was always that jealousy because I was always related. He was always smooth with girls mm -hmm. and me being heavier. He was always thin. He's probably your build or so. <laughs> he was, you know, better looking kid than I was. So, but yeah, it was, I, but he was, I wouldn't say he ever caused me to have any ill feelings for killing myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hope that uh, answers the question. No, yeah, it does. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, it almost kind of also sounds like because you're, it, you know that it's not like a force from the outside or like your family and stuff. That's like you're like, there's a reason for it. Like, what, like, why the fuck do I feel like this? It's obviously me. Like, yeah, exactly. I must be the piece of shit that like I'm like mad about right now. Oh, like, yeah, that's absolutely. Usually my go to as well. Yeah. Like, it's nobody else's fault but mine. Like, yeah. Who else is capable of doing such stupid, like, like, reckless, like, bullshit that it hurts everybody and makes a lot of, like, relationships turn awful? <laughs> yeah, and if I've, as an adult, I've learned that I'm my worst enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, no one really has put me down, and that's what I wish society would change. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that I get more depressed when I look at some of the stuff I see in the news mm -hmm. about how, um, you know, just let's just say uh the police incidents that we're having mm -hmm. well you know people getting shot because they do something stupid or attack a police officer and they get shot you know well everybody's all up in arms about that yeah uh, well maybe he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing to put himself in that situation take a little self-responsibility mm -hmm. you know and uh that's one thing that puts me in a bad bad spot as well yeah i'm not saying any kind of races or anything because this happens to everyone no, totally. You know, I've seen uh, some really stupid shit that white people do, you mm -hmm. know, that's got them killed or an African-American or Hispanic. Mm -hmm. it, it's everybody. It's just I wish more people would take more personal responsibility, you know, for what they do. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, like I'm doing right now. I know yeah. it was my fault. Well, <laughs> uh, it's funny, too, because like uh, the only thing that I have to say about the other part of what you said was uh, it's the like the other thing that sucks about the like entire thing altogether too is that it, there there is like literally no accountability like 
all those people who are like doing that can walk away versus if anybody did it out of self-defense. So there's been so many cases where it literally is like n nobody's doing anything and they're still like, like police are still be able to like walk away from killing people for like fucking up their job when you should, you know, like if, if a doctor like fucked up their job and like killed somebody, like, you know, they're kind of no longer allowed to work and stuff like right, that. Right. Yeah. No, I so agree there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, you're, you're talking as, as the, uh, the police officer being accountable as well yeah is that what like, yeah 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 because yeah. i mean that's you were talking about accountability so that's the only other thing oh yeah no you're, you're like absolutely biggest, right that's like the biggest like upset right now too i feel like with everything happening is there's little to no accountability on top of that it kind of just is exposing like a lot of systemic like uh oh i agree and inequity and like that's kind of one of the things that i'm also focusing on with in my own community like there's a lot of like really very much profit over people bike shops and stuff and like that's what bums me out the most like i've been trying to like do things for the better for a lot of things that i do around like my community and like nobody seems to back that up either with like a solid support for equity and so that's one of the struggles that i have like at least like locally but like it, right, it is what right. it is and, and like i'm not here to change anybody's mind everybody's here to live their own universe and like be like okay with that and like that my main goal is to also be okay with all of that as well like it's fucking hard to just be like let somebody live their own life even like even if you disagree with it like it, oh it's absolutely hard. that's what's getting <laughs> what it's just incredible like i've seen so many people lose friends on facebook mm -hmm. for different opinions and it's mm -hmm. sad because everybody should have their own opinion it's when they start forcing the, their opinion or their will on someone else becomes a problem mm -hmm. and i've seen so many friends of mine that have deleted other friends that I thought were really close. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen uh, family members. My One of my cousins got rid of a couple of people that are families because of that, because mm -hmm. of their different views. It just mm -hmm. deleted their their profile from their Facebook profile. Yeah. So. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's Police definitely need to be more accountable as well. I think it, it boils down to everybody being accountable. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, it seems that uh, a lot of the higher ups from the police departments, like the district attorneys and those guys, are the ones that are saying oh, it was it was justified. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's above them. It's you know they might they do their job, but they allow it to happen. Yeah. So that's the problem. I think a lot of it. But, totally. Yeah, but I wasn't really specifically saying anything bad towards police, or, but it was just accountability <laughs> in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I side for the police, and I know there's a tough spot for a lot of them, because I mm -hmm. couldn't do that job. Yeah, I'm too much of a wuss. Yeah, uh, you know, mentally, I don't think I could do it either because I couldn't have some guy calling me a pig all day long. You know, every day, all day, it just gets annoying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I don't think I would like that either. To be honest, I mean, so, I yeah. know I'm a pig and I'm I'm an asshole sometimes, but I don't want to be reminded about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I call myself enough of those things enough every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we we know that though. <laughs> Absolutely uh shit i had a question too in the totally space oh i'm sorry man kind of went on a tangent there no that's totally okay um fuck. yeah uh did what was your childhood like is pretty much one of the other things i wanted in there like yeah no that my childhood was really normal uh -huh. um we weren't like poor poor but we certainly didn't have a lot of money Mm -hmm. uh, we struggled. My mom actually had a, a small gambling problem mm -hmm. um, when I was probably nine or 10 years old. So that at that point in our life, my mom was working two jobs. My dad worked two jobs to get 
like uh, he, we had to borrow money from my, my grandpa mm-hmm. and to pay off some of the, the gambling debt, but they worked their ass off uh, to get that paid back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about the one time I can re- really remember kind of suffering. We had to live off of uh, welfare, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a tough time, but I did, it didn't bother me because I was always had food. I had clothes. I had a place to stay. Mm-hmm. So that didn't affect me. That's awesome. Yeah. Overall, my childhood was pretty normal. Yeah. I had a great, great father, great mother. Took us to the sports. They stayed every game. They were there watching. You know, the weekends when we went bowling, they took us. They both were there. What was your favorite sport? Ah, uh, baseball. I baseball. loved baseball. Okay. Yeah. I was a, I was fat, you know, so I was a first baseman. I wasn't no shortstop or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I was heavier. So I didn't move a lot. I just pretty much was a barrier so the ball could get to me. I collect everything. Play your strengths. That's, that's literally, <laughs> exactly. like, literally all human life is just that, play your strengths. <laughs> exactly. You, you know exactly. That's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, I don't know, the best advice you can give yourself or anybody. Mm-hmm. Just play your strengths. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm more or less making my way there. Uh, yeah. 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 We just got to figure <laughs> out what our strengths are and then we yeah. go to, we play for them. Yeah, mine's uh communication i guess because one of the other things that I, i've been working on as well recently was uh kind of trying to like bring my like family life back together because like after my mom's uh passing what like three four five six ten years ago i don't fucking remember now it's wait was <laughs> 17 three years ago almost like, gotcha gotcha i don't know how to do math i'm sorry it, it feels like forever and also just like yesterday I, I hear you. It's something you'll never forget, but yeah, you want to forget it. Yeah. Um, but ever since then, like one of my brothers has been trying to like hold our family together and like the other one's kind of like doing his old thing and he's kind of an alcoholic as well. And uh, and I kind of just like was okay with doing my thing. I, I ride bikes and now I play video games and shit. But uh, yeah, all I ever enjoyed doing was like riding bikes and going out and having fun with friends and drinking beer and smoking weed and like that was literally my life and it was the happiest that I've ever been ever and it helped it has helped like alleviate a lot of like my depression that I went through like especially with being able to connect with people on like a deep and like basic level without having to say any words like basically being able to ride your bike so you both feel like absolute shit oh yeah yeah you guys feel like shit like it's pretty great yeah it, it helps expel all that negative energy yeah, totally. So like that was one of my forms of therapy. But yeah, like now I'm like, I'm reaching out and like, uh, basically, I got my family to start talking to each other, I guess, more, more, more than before. So there's so, a positive. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Texting me and uh, my girlfriend are actually going to go pick up my nephews hopefully soon and uh, go take them out for a camping trip. And I love like, it. my brother a nice little time like alone with like his wife with his wife so that they're not stressed out about like kids <laughs> uh, i love it man that's great yeah so i'm doing little things little by the little helping everybody out <laughs> that's one thing that i'm kind of surprised i've never used any sort of substance i've never been a drinker I think the last time i got drunk was probably five years ago six years ago when my mom passed away someone uh i just we went to the bar because mm-hmm. the family was in town we mm-hmm. always got together and uh, we went and had quite a bit to drink. Everybody kept buying me Long Islands. I think I had six, seven of those things in about an hour. 
Um, and I don't really remember uh, much of that night. I do remember <laughs> trying to go to the bathroom uh -huh. and to grab the wall because I hit the floor. So that, and of course, I think um, I found out I was really mm. good at uh, air guitar uh -huh. when they play in Bohemian Rhapsody. So that was pretty entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good time, but I've never used marijuana. I don't even know what it's, I couldn't even tell you what it smells like, to be honest with you, because I've never been around it. Yeah, I've heard that. I have heard sometimes that. Sometimes it smells good, sometimes it smells pretty skunky. I, I, I've, I've seen both. <laughs> yeah, so, I've, you know, and that's what, with all the problems I've had in, in with my life, I've never went to any substance, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm surprised because yeah. there are so, it's so easy to get that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and drinking, uh, I just don't like the way it makes me feel the next morning. So, Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I've always yeah, kind of yeah. stayed away with it. <laughs> yeah, stayed away I've, from it, so. I've been fortunate, so like the only reason I have been able to stick with it is because it doesn't make, always make me feel like shit. This one's actually, real, real quick plug, this is actually one of my favorite beers. It's like a, a light IPA. It's oh, gotcha. A, yeah, it's like a 4.5% beer. Uh, and yeah, it's super easy to drink, but it's got the IPA flavor that I enjoy without like being too overbearing and just dry and dehydrating uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't i don't really care for the beer taste that much but i sure okay. like those apple uh beers you know oh, I, yeah, yeah. I but i don't drink them all that often or chalada i love chaladas man those things okay. are pretty good yeah, i'll drink one or two of those every couple of weeks but <laughs> yeah. i can't afford them it's no, like yeah. eight dollars for a pack of four come on yeah. man if i do that every day you know <laughs> yeah no, i i totally agree um, as far as drugs go, though, funny, funny thing you should say you've never experienced anything. Uh, me and my girlfriend uh, just got like some mushrooms, and like I, I've taken like mushrooms before for some therapeutic reasons. Uh, I don't know what you know about uh, psilocybin mushrooms, like just magic mushrooms. Sure, um, yeah, I've heard of them. I just don't know like the scientific stuff behind them. Okay, so like. Uh, a lot of the experience and a lot of like what actually happens mentally with you for it, it differs obviously for everybody but it's one of those things when you're going into it with a certain uh, state of being it kind of just uh, amplifies the shit out of it okay so like a, a lot of times like it's it's actually been uh, seen as treatment for like ptsd and like a few other things but uh it 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 puts you into like a different perspective that's out of your control but still you know you have control over it okay and you're almost able to tangibly feel see and experience something so that you can be like oh shit like i've been fucking running away from this shit for forever like like it, it unlocks everything and like a really easy to deal way but also like will fucking run you over like it, it's a double-edged sword sort of thing but that's how I've like ended up like seeing everything like I'm presented with everything that I'm like have been running away with putting off uh you know responsibilities growing up etc cetera, etc cetera. like a lot of those things like didn't happen until that was kind of shoved in my face in that way because it was not something I was expecting like it was one of those like oh like we just kind of kind of trip out and like look at the cool shit i'm down with that <laughs> like i'm already kind of sad anyway like i, I want to forget about like my mom being dead right now so it help. <laughs> so it kind of helps you uh face some of the problems you have but kind of gives you a way to look at it in a different light then basically uh, absolutely yeah but, and it it, it it doesn't ever like actually feel like that until you're through all of it because in that moment it just feels like the like 
like your reality like fucking breaking like probably the similar experience like when your mom passed like you know just like this idea that like this truth that you once held dear like being able to like know that someone exists because like you can call them or whatever like you know they're alive yeah that, yeah. that, that truth is there and like all of a sudden just knowing that that's like fucking false like it's gone yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's like what that does for you like it's like everything that you thought was like your idea and our basis of truth is just like shattered and like <laughs> you just gotta pick up like the clumps after and be like fuck you like i gotta put this shit back together like, yeah i got you real is this even real like is it but you know worth, it is yeah is this even worth worrying about either like do i want to keep like drinking beer like do i even want to keep smoking weed ever like it it broke me in such a wonderful way where like I, that's when i like reached out to my family and i was like you know what you guys like I've been running away from a lot of shit. I have to like handle shit. And uh, if I reach out to you like in the near future, like for any sort of support or help, like I want you to know where this is coming from. Like, I'm just trying to get my shit together. Like, and if I need your help, please be there to help. And if not, I understand, but like, this is my, like me communicating to you guys. And then we just like all talked about like uh, a bunch of shit and like just exchange conversations. And then that's like me getting the, the ball rolling on all yeah it kind of breaks the stuff. ice a little bit because mm-hmm. we're all because i i basically worded it all like that because i'm pretty good at like talking about my feelings as well but um yeah so like i i was just telling everybody that i like i i know i'm the one that fucked up a lot of shit we all kind of fucked up some shit but it's not all fucked up because like we're not we're, we haven't lost each other like we're still in contact it's not like we're super close but we can be we just never approached it in that right way because like I'm only really good close, like, I'm only close with my little sister and both of my brothers are only close with themselves. Like, we're like that, like, mm-hmm. two and twos. we're just in pairs. And like, uh, it's one of the things I've just been trying to be like, we're pretty different, but we're not that different at all. We're all adults now. We all deal with our own shit and we're trying to do shit differently. Like, my little sister's buying a house. Like, my little sister is buying a fucking house. Like, and I live in a one bedroom apartment. You know, like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Of course, you want to compare, but at the same time, I, I don't give a shit because I'm just proud of my little sister now. Oh, like, absolutely. It, I, I'm able to like step away from the comparison part of it and just be like, just be, let's just be happy for us being alive and like able to do shit because this is what I do, and I hope like my family's proud of it. And even then, I don't care because I'm pretty proud of the shit that I do now. <laughs> right. Yeah. We go, we always forget that we try to seek approval from everybody else. Mm-hmm. We got to remember we got to seek approval from ourselves. More most importantly. Yeah. And that's where I always kind of forget. I, yeah, I kind of uh, always want approval from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Probably more than, than anybody else. So uh, it's just odd, you know, I got to yeah. remind myself that. Yeah, no, it makes sense though. I, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way too though. I, I look for affirmations for my own existence all the time. And a lot of the times that I, I have to remind myself and it takes forever to fucking remember that though. It does. But, okay, like, I'm just here to fucking do the best I can. Like, I'm trying. Well, I have a, a friend of mine. Well, I, I shouldn't really call her a friend anymore. She's She was a really close friend of mine. Um, and she was a person that I would do anything for. Mm-hmm. She was just, was a great friend of ours, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. And uh, she got in a, a position where she got pregnant by this guy. Mm-hmm. And he ended up going to, back to, I think it was Boston or somewhere East Coast. I can't quite remember. This has been probably 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. She got pregnant and she wanted to abort the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, against my my better judgments, I 
didn't really want her to do it, but yet mm -hmm. it's not my decision. Mm -hmm. She didn't have the money. She didn't have the ride to do it. Mm -hmm. I drove her like two and a half hours out of town. I mm -hmm. even loaned her the money so she can get it done. Mm -hmm. You know, this is uh, something I felt that was just what anybody should do to help this girl out. Mm -hmm. you know it's here so i did that you know i went with her i sat there with her during the whatever they did i mean they the abortion it was very very hard for her to deal with mm -hmm. um very emotional she was a wreck for a few days she hardly mm -hmm. could talk about it but there was a time because fast forwarding to a time where i needed some emotional support she wasn't there mm -hmm. you know i would send her text messages i'm really thinking about killing myself and just because there was someone I wanted to talk to other than my wife, because at the time I was embarrassed to even have this thought mm -hmm. and I needed help. This is when I actually, the second time I went to the hospital, mm -hmm. um, I needed to talk to somebody, but she wasn't there, you know, mm -hmm. and I, that all, that hurt me pretty more than anything because here I was there for you and you can't even take 10 minutes out of your day to say what's going on. Mm -hmm. There's something I can help you with, mm -hmm. you know, and that destroyed me. Yeah. And, you know, and I still every once in a while send her a message and I forget that it's my, I need affirmation, not her affirmation. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what really destroyed me is I got to, I focused on someone else's approval over mm -hmm. my own approval. Totally. That's where the whole story was going. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that I, I have to forget outside, you know, uh, there's, I can't rely on everybody else. Yeah. Rely on well, me. on top of that too, just like uh, the actual conversation that like, would have happened or, or needed to happen too like it, it too many people are like so fucking ill-prepared like i'm sorry like this is why like i said that this is like my favorite thing because i'm pretty well prepared to be like oh you're like thinking about death and like sad and suicide ideation and shit like okay i can relate like, what's up where are you at <laughs> like, yeah it, yeah exactly you and i would be different on that conversation we would we'd be full force we want to help that person mm -hmm. you know I think uh, maybe so. I guess what you're saying is probably someone maybe wasn't prepared to respond. Maybe I mean, was yeah. nervous to respond. There's a num I don't know the realities, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. just one of those things. That, like I just feel like it's been true in my position when I I know I've reached out and people haven't known how to talk about it, and there have been times where like it's become the easiest thing because we're like probably drunk or anything. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah, I was. I was fully uh, coherent. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's been fucking weird for me too. Cause like I, I've shared my, my like saddest shit when I like used to get drunk at like bars and read cause I wanted to avoid going home or like getting into too like bad of a depressive cycle. Cause like, it's just one of those things that like being out in public will at least help me from going into the sad cycle of like uh, going out sounds pretty great right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that kind of cycle. Like it, it and it fucking worked so well. And like the fact that I was able to talk to people and like those people were also in a certain position where they're like, dude, we're probably both drinking to like escape problems of some sort. Like and they would share some shit and we'd be like, Oh, this is so cool, man. Like we just like connected and like I like I, and it wasn't one of those like weirdly over emotional, like we're both drunk, so we're sharing our life stories thing. Yeah, yeah. Just been like, dude, life sucks right now. Like life really does fucking suck right now. That's probably why we're both at a bar right now. Like, and is it cool if I just talk to you for a minute? Like, and I understand if you don't want to talk about it. So we like have talked about shit and like, that's how like I, I've ended up growing some friendships and stuff like that. But uh, that like, even then, like there've been pretty 
fruitful friendships where like it's not just solely based on alcoholism or drinking <laughs> right uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's just the start of it but it, it progressed it, it has progressed into uh wonderful distant more distant friendships now because of uh, covid but yeah no like that's the other thing where like i mean just to put a perspective on it too is that not everybody's ready to fucking have those kinds of conversations and i'm glad i i am and like and i have uh but yeah like again like super easy for you dude if you ever need to talk to anybody just shoot me a fucking message yes, I'll get same here man absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously I'm, this is easy for me, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, I, it's same here. I mean, I I've been dealing with this for my whole life, and uh, well, I shouldn't say my whole life. Well, my teenage life and my adult life. So I mean, I, I have a lot of experience with it, mm-hmm. you know, and I can express my opinions and my beliefs. And of course, you know, these opinions are just opinions. That's all they are. Mm-hmm. But at least they're from an experienced person. Absolutely, man. So. Oh yeah. All right. Any uh, any other story come to mind that you wanted to share? Well, uh, you know, it's it's funny. Yes, uh, one thing that I remember um, mm-hmm. when I was working for Gateway, mm-hmm. and this is one thing that's really struggled because of depression. At the time, I was going through a depression again, and I remember one little incident has changed my life, and actually pretty negative. And I'm really focused on trying to. Uh, you know, get out of this rut, even being depressed and not being as depressed as they used to be. But mm-hmm. when I was working for Gateway, I remember one of my bosses, I'm sitting there waiting for a phone call. And I remember one of the bosses just talking about, you know, I had a coworker or a, a uh, one of my coworkers call me and say, yeah, I'm not going to be in. I'm sick today. I don't feel well. But they got caught, I don't know, somewhere out mm-hmm. at a movie or at a restaurant. I'm like, that's what he lied. And he says, mm-hmm. I don't mind people, you know, calling and saying, I just need a personal day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of saying I'm sick, just tell me the truth. Yeah. You just yeah. need a day off. And, that, and he says, I can respect you more for that. So yeah. the next day I did the same thing. I said, I just need a personal day. From that day on, uh, that trained my brain uh, to a negative. And that was one thing I, I've had a hard time really focusing on. You know, I was telling you, I've, I've had problems with, uh, like being sick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that has caused a problem with me, mm-hmm. uh, not getting promotions, getting passed up. Well, this has done that too, because it's trained my brain into thinking, you know what, one day I just need a day off. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would use that as an excuse a lot of times. I see. And my whole life since that day has been a struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I just need to go into work, you know, and, but it's been tough. I've seen therapists about it, mm-hmm. you know, and they've, they've helped me walk through it and focus on it. Um, mm-hmm. And it comes down to my depression. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like how people go through that, uh, they're in their forties, they go through their midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of did that because I didn't expect to be alive in my forties or mm-hmm. because my health has been pretty poor. I've already, I'm, I was 36 years old, had a triple bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two stents put in my heart. So knowing that my diabetes was not managed very well, Mm-hmm. I already have kidneys that are failing. I don't feel my feet because of my diabetes. It's a lot of health problems. So mm-hmm. I was going through kind of like a midlife crisis at that time because like, well, shit, if I'm only going to be alive for another 20 years, I want to do some stuff now, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to be hindered down and having to go to work every day. Maybe every once in a while, I'll take a day off, but I took a lot of days off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and it was yeah. so much fun. I remember that first day I went to the mall spent the entire day at the mall just relaxing man had a blast 
yeah. went to the arcade at the time and just played games all day long. <laughs> Not that's a care a, in the world. Yeah, that sounds like such a fucking awesome like, it, it was. escape. <laughs> it was, man. And yeah. that unfortunately trained my brain to do it more often and that was another a, a, another depressive moment now that i look back at that and I, my life could have turned out so much different you know uh, it, i don't try to live on regret but there's a few things in my life uh that i regret and that's one of them majorly mm-hmm. you know because that trained my brain in thinking mm-hmm. you know what i don't need to work today i'll just take a day off and not totally. do what i had to do at that time you know, so mm-hmm. dude it's hard to break out of like a thinking when when like your regret is such a fucking powerful feeling and like it it just takes the forefront and you don't really know how to like not deal with it in that way yeah it's like really negative or like whatever it's like i've had fucking issues with that too like i that's why like one of the reasons that i'm trying to like also retrain my brain is like my girlfriend brings it up all the time too but like i call myself a piece of shit all the time Mm -hmm. like i'm just a dude i'm just a piece of shit like everybody else yeah exactly i'm literally nothing special but at the same time yeah like it that mentality and thinking immediately makes my own value of myself from like an internal way of looking at it and it already fucking that's what like is holding me back from obtaining any value whatsoever myself already yeah it's just like self-defeating as fuck it's it's range that's for sure um there was a quote i did here a long time ago that i try to really focus you know anybody that i meet mm-hmm. you know to the world you may be just one man mm-hmm. but to one man you may be the world mm-hmm. you know so when I, I try to live my life so you know i might everybody in the world might hate me except for one person mm-hmm. and that's the one person that's most important in my life at that moment mm-hmm. you know the other day i had a little boy that came into my uh stream 11 years old and he was you know wanted someone to talk to and we started talking about movies he liked what movies i liked music mm-hmm. li- i liked he, he liked he started telling me that he was a big old uh, terminator fan he loved the terminator ser- series so arnold schwarzenegger was one of his favorites and mm-hmm. uh, rambo he's 11 years old okay so mm-hmm. and he's a huge queen fan mm-hmm. loves freddie mercury so I turned to him and I said, you know what? Your parents raised you right, son. <laughs> and when he said, when he heard me say that, he uh, started crying. He says, oh my God, I'm, I'm crying right now. Thank you. And now I'll tell you what, that kid is, he's got my attention because yeah. he's a kid I want to focus on. I want him to be totally. a, a very well-behaved kid. So I'm hoping one of these times he wants to play. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make his day better. That's mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't touch everybody's. I can touch my son's. I can make sure he's taken care of. Mm -hmm. But you know what? This little boy right here, I'm going to take care of that guy. If there's another guy that comes into my chat, I'm going to take care of that guy. Mm -hmm. You know, got to make someone's day better. Mm -hmm. That makes me feel better when I can take care of them. That's what this podcast does for me every time, man. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I've been feeling blessed every time. Just like, I'm so grateful for like all these people, not just like, being so open and willing to talk about it but just to like be able to share it in a very comfortable and like what I feel like to be at least for me organic way of just hearing people out like I'm not here to fucking give you solutions but like I'm just able I'm glad that I'm able to hear your 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 like stories your fucking your perspectives on it and learn my own ways of like the way that I've learned and just like be able to like uh basically affirm your like very 
feelings like just sure just, it literally just because like you you can say that and like it might feel like alone in that like dude i fucking feel alone all the time but i'm able to share these like same sad feelings with so many people so i think what you're doing yeah you're, what you're doing is amazing uh and i wish uh you the best of luck on that so i'm hoping that uh, we can do this again oh, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun yeah, <laughs> me too. And now that we both got our uh, Zoom settings figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the biggest part, man. Now that I know what I need to do, I, every, I can use it Zoom. Every fucking episode starts the same way. Like, uh, shit, wait, did we get this right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say that you remind me of White Boy 7th Street. You ever watch his videos? No. You're going to have to sit down and watch some of his uh, okay. videos. He's a Call of Duty YouTuber. Uh -huh. uh, he's been around since I think Modern Warfare 2. Okay. So what is he it just, called again? He's White Boy 7th Street. White Boy 7th Street. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, White Boy and then the number seven, uh -huh. like 7th Street. So, yeah, type him in there. Um, some of his older videos, uh, you just remind me of him. Some of the uh, mannerisms and, you know, you don't sound like him, but you just, your mannerisms and your, your face, is, it looks like him to me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check it out in a bit. Oh, shit. Yeah, absolutely. Oops, I accidentally played it. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he had the rec world record for the, the first, the fastest nuke, I guess, is what he called himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, world, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, I forgot about I, fucking multiplayer shit. Yeah, that's that's my jam right there. Yeah. Community. Honestly, like, one of the, the first video games I ever fell in love with was uh, Modern Warfare, and I never owned it. I was... Oh, played it at my friend's house because his little brother had a ps4 and he had modern warfare and i played team deathmatch <laughs> hardcore team deathmatch and shit like that i remember uh the first time i played it now i bought it sometime in the summer uh, -huh. uh when it came out but i remember the reason why i got really good into it or got mm -hmm. into it and got really good at it was i was taking a skylight down i was working at a menard store i don't know if you're familiar with menards it's a hardware store uh, it's more of a Midwestern, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. Iowa, that kind of place. And I was taking a skylight downstairs, and I tripped over the stairs and jacked up my uh, ankle pretty good. Mm -hmm. So I was off work for like three months while that healed. Mm -hmm. And all I did, and this was when my son was like, I think, one years old. So, hell, he, I just had him sitting with me. Him and I would just be, he'd be watching TV, and I'd be right next to him playing some Call of Duty while I'm healing up my legs. So that's all oh, yeah. I did all day long. Yeah. Wake up in the morning, play it for probably 12, 14 hours. <laughs> Wait until my wife got home. Then she took care of him, and I was just playing video games while I'm eating dinner. And yeah, man, I got addicted to it. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm almost addicted. Not 12 <laughs> hours addicted, but I, I don't play hours. it like that no more. But yeah. I don't have the time for it now that my yeah. son's. Uh, we know he's handicapped, and mm -hmm. but I still love my Call of Duty though mm -hmm. too much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's addicting, dude. I'm sorry. She doesn't understand. She's shaking her head. Just, just look. Just let, let everybody see. Let everybody see. Tell us how you really feel. How you doing? <laughs> I understand. Uh, my wife yeah. doesn't get it either, but uh, yeah. I think it saves her some hassle. It just gets me out of the way, out of her way for a while. So. See? I'm out of the way. <laughs> But you're not no, causing yeah. any problems when you're playing, right? You're you're not uh, breaking anything in the house. You're you're not making anything mess. No, but you're not getting in trouble. Too. My cats hate it too because they want attention. Mine <laughs> does it every once in a while. I usually have that door shut behind me when I'm playing, but okay. 
Yeah, I know. Mine will occasionally like walk in front of my monitor and shit. Oh, that drives me nuts. They, they've done that a few times. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't mind it. It's just a video game this <laughs> yeah. thing, I guess. Not Especially gonna, if you're like, on a good game. I'm not going to like knock her off just so I can be happy about my game. Be like, God damn it. Well, there goes my game. <laughs> Hopefully nobody comes up and shoots me because I'm just standing still. Standing still. Yeah, it made it easy for them. Yeah. It's night that in You threw them off so much that they can't hit you because you're not moving. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, we should uh, try to play some games this week. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll probably after we're done here, I'll probably hop on in and uh, play a few hours. So. All right. Sounds nice. good. My son will be going a bit pretty soon, so once I get him all situated, I'll probably hop on. Hell yeah, man. Well, yeah. I'll hit you up if I'm on. I don't know if I'll be on. I'm pretty tired. We, like I said, we didn't really get good sleep. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I don't blame you, man. Just My get next some rest. Starts. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like it's fun, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, Except was... for being burnt. It's still, it's <laughs> worth it. It's so worth it. it. We were, well, it was like super last minute. We were supposed to go camping somewhere else uh farther west but there was a fire up there so we ended up coming out uh farther east in the mountain range and then i know a spot up here it's uh mount baldy it's yeah. one of the highest peaks in southern california nice, yeah, nice. yeah we we camped up there ish and uh yeah it was fun i loved it i had a fun I, I, blast i haven't been camping probably since i was a teenager yeah it's not much of an outdoor kind of guy we have been very fortunate to be stuck like this where yeah we've been camping pretty consistently now for the past few months i feel like we just bought a bunch of camping gear to be able to make it all pretty like doable oh nice if we need to like i can't like walk in hike in or bike in like we got a bunch of shit to be able to carry literally all we need to the campsite at least that's awesome yeah and how how are the bugs Uh, how are the bugs are they absolutely terrible yeah because the reason why i asked because when i was a kid we ended up uh taking a vacation through mm. LA and the flies, mosquitoes weren't that bad at all. I hardly yeah. ever seen any flies or any, any bugs. Um, but this was right when the Rodney King riot ended like two mm. weeks after. So her, we're a little nervous about that, seeing the riots going on and then knowing we have to a vacation in a couple of weeks. Mm. I remember like 12 or 13 years old when I was a kid when it happened. But yeah, that was. I, I just always remembered we went to the beach. I think it was Newport Beach out there, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what it was. I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. there was no bugs at all here in oh, Iowa. Yeah, New, yeah, Newport Beach, like the beaches. There's like not really any bugs, but in the mountains where we were, I bet it's terrible. So many. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you got the the woods and stuff, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. We we I was I get bit up every time we go out. There's like a little creek nearby um, where I live. It's like maybe a mile out. Uh, but yeah, there's like a little creek out there. We hang out there and there's so many fucking bugs. Oh, that's, that sucks. I, there's not a, a day that I go out without getting bit by bugs. <laughs> that stinks. Yeah, yeah there's not good. a lot of good, you know, I live in Iowa, but there's in where I'm at, it's mm-hmm. kind of a city area. Not a lot of good fishing spots. You have to travel a couple hours to get a good mm-hmm. fishing spot. So I don't yeah. fish much. Yeah, I don't fish. Uh, there's actually fishing at Laguna Lake, but it's like man-made lake and super tiny. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of suburb, like little lake. <laughs> uh, yeah, we have a gravel pit that used to have a lot of fish in it, but everybody fishes it, so there's not much in there anymore. That makes sense. But, yeah. yeah. So, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> oh man, uh, do you, I'm gonna link your shit to here. Do you want me to please put any other links in there? Uh, just my uh, my YouTube, Twitch, YouTube? yeah, YouTube, which is the same name, 
um, Twitch. That should be good. I don't. It, I guess you could put Twitter Papa Dart Man One underscore or underscore one. Is it on? Is it on your uh, Twitch? I think so. Yeah. Okay. It if be not, on there. if not, I'll just send you a whisper and I'll have you send it to me when, when I put it. Okay. Up. Yeah, I'll probably uh, upload this sometime this week. I've got like four that I'm trying to finish up. All right. Another three to record this week. <laughs> oh man, you got a busy man. I yeah, am. just Finally. anytime you want to do another one, let me know, man. I, yeah, you know, definitely. we can talk about some other stuff too. So. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun. I Thanks, didn't know how it would go, so I'm kind of excited. Yeah, yeah, this is the easiest shit for me, man. I fucking love doing it. Yeah, that's. I can tell you're passionate about it. So. Oh yeah, I, I I truly am. And now I'll say one of the one of my new favorite uh, goodbyes for everybody. It's uh, from a Duncan Trussell's uh, podcast as well, where he just goes, "Hey Krishna," <laughs> 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 but like the way he says it, dude, just makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. I'm sure I'll catch you soon, and I'll uh, send you a message after this. Uh, oh, it sounds good, man. You again, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, anytime, anytime, man. Take it easy. All uh, right, you as well, James. Have a good night. You too. Bye. <laughs> good night.